Hey, listeners, it's Brad Kearns here. I'm here to introduce you to Casper.com, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price that you find at retail stores. It's important to get the best quality mattress for a good night's sleep. Visit Casper.com slash Primal and use the discount code Primal. You'll get $50 and then be on your way to sweet dreams with Casper.com. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement. Available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. We're going to do a paleothyroid solution success story here with our guest, Cher Smith. How are you? I'm good. How are you, L? Good. I think your story is going to resonate with a lot of people who are suffering right now. And it was, you know, similar to a journey I went on. You are, you ended up being a success story in my book. Um, but I never knew you until I accidentally met you at PrimalCon a couple of years ago. But before we get into that, let's talk about the history that led up to horrible adrenal fatigue and serious hypothyroidism. Um, before we get into how you corrected it, let's talk about, you know, you struggled with some eating disorders and all sorts of issues for a while at first. So mm-hmm. can you just you know, give us your story up until, you know, you, you got into primal and started on that journey of health. Yeah. Okay. So I, and it is a little bit of a journey, but yeah, I started um, an eating disorder when I was pretty young um, that was always as an attempt to control a weight issue that I've had since a kid, since I was a kid. And um, that really took a toll on my health, both from a weight perspective, gaining and losing a lot of weight over several years, but also um, what it did inside to me because I was bulimic. And so that has all sorts of health consequences that you can't see on the outside. Um, so after you know almost 10 years of that type of an eating disorder, my body was in pretty bad shape. Weight was an issue for me. I felt bad in my body. I was depressed. I suffered, um, struggled with depression several times off and on through college. And I tried to fix all of that stuff with kind of the, unfortunately, the sad standard American way of low fat, low carb, low fat, chronic cardio. And all that did was make me more sick and more unhappy as the years went on and also led to further struggles with weight and depression. And it kind of reached a point in my mid-20s where um, my then boyfriend, now husband, introduced me to primal, um, this whole weird concept of primal eating and no chronic cardio. And at that point, I was feeling that what I was doing really wasn't working and I didn't have much to lose to try it. So I started doing the primal eating first and saw success, some success right away. I lost um, about like 10 or 15 pounds switching to primal and made some of the rookie mistakes a lot of people make. You know, I ate too many nuts. Uh, totally I did. the mistake. That's classic. I did it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably too much protein as well. <laughs> too much protein. So I had some success, but also like had some learning curve associated with that. But the primal eating, you know, it helps. I dropped about 10 to 15 pounds, but then I really hit a plateau. And along that same time frame, I was in a pretty stressful job. And so I was really had high amounts of stress and um, low amounts of sleep. 
And that combined with this continued story of weight problems and struggling against my body really led me to some symptoms, which I later had diagnosed as adrenal fatigue. And so I kind of had this perfect storm of crap going on right along the time I found Primal. And it was through that journey that we ended up at one of Mark's Primal Cons and I met you. So that was that was pretty life-changing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Almost two years ago. And that was an accident because I met you and you overheard me talking to someone else about my thyroid story. And then you approached me and you were like, hey, listen, I heard you talking about this. Yeah. I had just started seeing a homeopathic doctor because of all of the symptoms I had going on. And I was, I felt like I was really falling apart. I was like, I'm 20, you know, 25 or 26. And I feel like I'm losing my mind and my body is just betraying me. So we had just started testing and he had just tested my thyroid when I ran into you totally on accident and overheard you kind of speaking the gospel in terms of the thyroid misinformation that a lot of mainstream doctors um, present to people. And I was like, I need you to help me out. You, you were like, saver even then, but that was the beginning of our, that was the beginning of this journey that's been almost two years in the making. Yeah. And it really did a full 180 completely. Um, Let's talk about that doctor for a second though. He, he was concerned a little bit about your adrenals, but he also, even though he said you had suboptimal or subclinical hypothyroidism, he didn't really at the time feel that that was worth addressing. And I mean, this is the first doctor. I'm not talking about the one you're with now. Right. Yeah. So I saw this doctor and we had kind of gone through my family history and all of the symptoms that I was experiencing at that time, which was an arsenal of stuff. And we can get into that if you want to. Yeah, but let's he- talk about that. Let's, um, let's, let's, well, yeah, finish up what he said about the thyroid and then let's talk into the symptoms because it'd be pretty funny. To, it's pretty funny to me that all the symptoms you're going to list are something that a doctor would be like, that's not a problem. Yeah. So, well, we went through this whole arsenal and originally his thought was, you know, like, let's do some testing on your on your thyroid. And he suggested um, doing a salivary um, test for adrenal and after the test results came back and they were within the quote unquote normal range, he just basically ruled out thyroid as any type of a problem and said, you know, maybe it's suboptimal, but it's, this is not the problem that you're experiencing. And that it was right after that had happened that I ran into you. So I was feeling pretty dejected because... And he told I, you to just work out more and eat less, right? Yeah. He basically mm-hmm. told me like your weight is, is a willpower issue and... Um, I think you eat too much fat was what I think he recommended to me in terms of dietary. So I left that appointment feeling pretty dejected after having felt a little bit of hope from our initial conversation because I was a mess. And some of those symptoms that I was experiencing, it was, I pooped like once a week, which was... Yep. Constipation is huge. I did not know that that was really an issue until uh, like seeing a couple of doctors and they were like, you need to go to the bathroom more. But it really didn't matter what I ate or even what probiotics I took. I pooped rarely. I was super constipated and that had, um, was not a, not a real good feeling to have, but that was, and by the way, you know, even when it happened to me and I didn't know what was going on with me, you can take a bunch of laxatives and all that kind of stuff. And ultimately they don't even work. It's like, you can't even eat this constipation. It's just like unresolvable. Now I go, I'll just be honest. I go like two, three times a day, at least two. Um, but every day, no matter what. And when your life changes like that, I'm sure, you know, and we talk about poop on the show, but like that is, (laughs) that is just like a, a miracle, right? When, when you become regular again. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, that was one thing that I had, I had had that symptom for a long, long time, but in this kind of like perfect storm of high stress, low sleep, um, you know, chronic cardio, that kind of situation, I was also severely fatigued. And this was a type of fatigue where if I was sleeping nine or 10 hours a night, it was a struggle to get out of bed in the morning. I had multiple alarms set just to get me to work 
barely on time. And even getting there, my body just felt like I had been dragged through hell and back when really I could not even work out because my energy levels were so low. And this was a type of fatigue I had never felt before, never experienced before. And it was pretty concerning to me because I just, I was like, this isn't, this isn't how a 26 year old should feel. That's right. And it doesn't make any sense. So that was pretty concerning. And then cognitively, there's a lot of stuff going on too, where my, my brain was foggy and I couldn't, I was an accountant at the time and was mixing up numbers and was anxious all of the time and started getting hives um, because of my inability to really handle my emotional state. So I would get stressed, I would get hives. I would get anxious, I would get hives. Someone would be upset with me, I would get hives. And these, it started off as kind of a, that's a weird thing to have happen. And then it became more consistent. And that was another thing that was really concerning. And then right along with that emotional stuff, I was really struggling with depression. And that was something I had had experience with in the past, but this was really different because it was a very isolating depression. I was feeling a very hard time even connecting with people and getting out of the house, almost like I was housebound. Um, Totally. I'm getting goosebumps uh, thinking about what a hermit, and you just want to stay close to home. And you just don't, you almost become agoraphobic in a way. It's weird. Yeah. And I mean, it made sense to me in some ways because I was like, well, I'm really tired. Maybe that's why I don't want to go meet people. You know, I'm an introvert. Maybe that's why. But really, when I started trying to put the pieces together, I was like, this is just not right. This is not okay. You know, my cycle was pretty screwed up. My PMS symptoms, I would go like, oh my gosh, it was like manic one day and then depressive the next day. And I like my balance was screwed up. I was really, I was really concerned about my health for the first time to the point where I was like, even if this is not a thyroid issue after that doctor had told me he didn't think that's what it was. I was like, I've got to figure out what this is because I, I don't think this is a healthy way to be. And I didn't feel healthy at all. Yeah. And let's, and, 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 you know, later when you took a 24 hour cortisol test, we realized you were, had serious adrenal fatigue. But the thing is, is like, let's talk about that sleeping 10 hours and then like taking hours to get out of bed in the morning. You know, that's a big indication for people. That's usually an indication of low cortisol. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you could also have a combination. It could be like hard to get out of bed in the morning and then have increased energy after 6 p.m. But um, let's, you mentioned this, this is a common symptom among anyone having hypothyroid issues or even low iron, which is heavy legs, right? This, yes, uh, it's a weird thing, right? It's like, you've got these legs and they feel almost like cement to lift them. Or I don't even know how you would describe it. Um, I, well, I think that's a pretty good explanation. And I noticed it when, when I did attempt to work out, it would, the fatigue was one thing, but then my body would actually kind of not work with me and my legs would feel so heavy that even going up a flight of stairs was an effort. And again, these were all things that were really concerning to me because I I just felt like this was my health going in a really negative direction. And the heavy legs came along with another really strange symptom, which was numb lips when I was working out. Like my body was just telling me that what was happening was not okay. And I needed to kind of listen and figure out what this was, what was going on. Heavy legs, though, it wasn't until that almost stopped happening that I realized how weird it was because none of this stuff, even though I have a whole list of it now, none of this stuff came on overnight. It was a gradual progression into feeling worse and worse. And so when it started getting better eventually after we worked and worked and worked on it, it was really eye opening to how crappy I really felt. Yeah, it's a weird thing with this because often people, and you likely were suboptimal thyroid for maybe most of your life. And, you know, it just got really bad. For some people, either they never felt 
felt perfectly great. So they didn't even know what that felt like. So until they do, then they look back and go, oh my God, I'm so sad for myself who once thought that that was the way to live. And then sometimes you get these symptoms and like they're gradual. And then when they go away, you're able to go, oh my God, I don't, I notice I don't have that thing anymore. And then you realize, oh shit, I, I, I had that thing. There's that. Yeah. yeah, it's, It's such a weird it's such a weird position to be in. Um, let's talk about the other symptoms and let's give people, um, an idea. What were you at your heaviest? It was like 220 or something, right? Yeah. My heaviest weight was 220 pounds. And that was really at a time when I was exercising chronic cardio every morning in the gym at trying to get there at like six o'clock before work. And what would happen was I could maintain that cycle for a little bit. And then I'd crash so hard that I couldn't even get out of bed, you know? So it was like, it was kind of the cyclical that ended up spiraling me down and down and down. But that 220 pounds was um, the heaviest I had ever been. And compared to what I am now, it is... I'm 160 pounds now. So, and you just had a baby, so we'll clarify that for everybody. Yeah, I had a baby about two months ago yesterday. So, yay, congratulations! (laughs) And that is part of the success story because without Mm -hmm. proper, you know, thyroid and adrenal levels like you accomplished before getting pregnant, there's always risk of a miscarriage or even further complications through pregnancy. So, it's really important for everyone um, to get thyroid tested properly as well as other nutrient levels before even attempting to get pregnant because it could cause problems during the pregnancy. And we'll talk about your pregnancy later because you had like a very wonderful, easy, lovely pregnancy, which is so great. So let's go back. So the first doctor was like, whatever, that's not your problem. It's within range. Then we talked and I wrote down all the blood tests to get. And we we kind of talked and we, we looked at some doctors in Chicago where you live and we, we found someone that kind of looked good. And so you went to him and he's been really helpful for you. He did a 24-hour adrenal saliva test, which revealed you had severe adrenal fatigue. Now, and sometimes in these situations, a lot of doctors will try to say, let's try to treat the adrenal fatigue first to see if then that will help the thyroid come back. And sometimes that is a proper test run because it, it can work. In your case, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and just a little bit more color around how we picked a doctor. You, what was really helpful was you provided me with some questions to brainstorm so that when we found some of these doctors that looked, you know, based on websites and stuff that looked pretty good, I actually called the office and asked them these specific questions like, you know, do you ever work with patients on natural desiccated thyroid medication? And, you know, what is your approach to managing thyroid health? Just even some of those high level questions was really helpful to help vet out doctors that, um, would be willing to go down this path with me and those that would not. So the doctor that we ended up or ended up working with, his name is Dr. Carlos Reynas, and he is really fantastic. He's based in Chicago and um, combined with you and him, that is that is exactly why I am here today. But just like you said, we did a salivary test for the adrenal. He also did a sex hormone test to test my you know, DHEA and... Um, estrogen, progesterone. Um, And when we came back and kind of looked at the whole picture, what we decided was to do some adrenal support with adaptogens and some Celtic sea salt, um, but also start thyroid treatment and do it in a combination, do it together. And and it was really that combination, I think, that helped me be um, so successful early on. Yeah. And um, that's that's a a great... This is a great point. First of all, the point you made about vetting out doctors, always worth calling and asking specific questions about, you know, does the doctor test free T3 or do they just test TSH and free T4? Does the doctor right. only prescribe Synthroid or are they open to this, you know? And it, it just saves a wasted appointment and a wasted copay. And I can't tell you how much time and money I've wasted in the past because I didn't 
know what questions to ask first. So there is a way to vet these things and get an idea, you know, as you learn through the process. And so you finally started thyroid hormone. And and I want to backtrack to Primal Con when I met you. Um, Mm -hmm. If people could have heard you speak then, they would even notice the difference in your energy and voice. Because, and I'm sure, and maybe you've met people since who have hypothyroidism, but coming from a place where you've had it and now you're, you're fixed like me. And then you meet someone who's in the state you're in. It's so clear. It's like so obvious to see, right? It's like when you're super happy and you meet someone who's depressed, you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, this person, it's like you had uh, exhausted hope feeling like I I just felt so sad for you. And I remember telling you, I was like, I know this is, this is so horrible, but I guarantee you one day you're going (laughs) to soon, you're going to call me and you're going to be like, Oh my God, you did tell me I was going to feel better, and I am. And I want to tell that to everyone out there listening. If you have a thyroid problem, I don't even care if you're on thyroid hormone with a doctor. Maybe it's mismanaged. That's a possible possibility. But no matter what, all of this stuff is fixable. So don't let any doctor or anyone tell you, like, oh, well, it is just the way it is. We're giving you thyroid hormone. Everything's fine. There are nuances to even someone on thyroid hormone medication. You know, and here's the key, right? You don't just... Anyone can take thyroid hormone, but but there's other nuances to whether it's going to mm-hmm. work and be metabolized properly and, and certain levels and all of those kind of things which are individual, but also it's just, there's more than just that. You can't just expect to take thyroid hormone. It may not work properly if underlying things aren't there. So a lot of people are out there on thyroid hormone even and still not feeling good, still haven't lost the weight, right? And 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 so even in that case, it's still worth examining and, and changing doctors and getting to the bottom of it. Let's talk about when you first started thyroid hormone. Okay, so you started on what, like 30 milligrams of uh, natural desiccated thyroid, which is mm-hmm. called natural thyroid hormone. And it goes also goes by many names like Nature Thyroid, West Thyroid, Armor Thyroid. What was the dose you started on? Yeah, it was um, a half a grain in okay. once a day. And at that point, you know, we were just starting pretty much at the smallest dose possible. And the plan was to track how my symptoms changed over time. And I think that what was apparent right away was that the thyroid hormone helped me. And like you said, and, and I remember you telling me this too when we were at PrimalCon that it's not, it's not like a magic pill that's going to solve all the problems. But when you kind of address everything, you know, like when you address diet and make sure that's dialed in and when you address the thyroid and make sure that's dialed in, then everything really starts to improve altogether. And I think that that was important for me to hear too because I was at a point of exhausted hope, like you said, and I had just been told that my issue was a willpower issue. Oh, yeah, by so, the way, that's so classic, that same response. So many thyroid patients just need to work out and, and eat less. Your thyroid's fine. And anyone who's, who's told that, you run. Read my book or call me because it's it's not true. Yeah, so you started off now uh, and just 30, 30 milligrams, I mean, when mm-hmm. did you start to notice a difference? Because sometimes, and I'm not sure if, if for the public out there that doesn't know this, you don't just take your optimal dose right away at first chance on the doctor. Mm-hmm. You start out slow and you build up, and that's because of the way the thyroid hormone works, and I won't get into the details now about that, but it's you got to kind of build up to your optimized dose, and that can take a few months. Uh, you know, you start a dose, you wait three weeks and you test again and, you know, you kind of up it. So as you were incrementally increasing, at what point were you like, ding, ding, some symptoms are going away, lights going on? Like, when did things start to go, oh, my God, I'm I'm noticing something different here? 
Yeah, it was within just a couple of weeks that small things started to change. Um, it was within a couple of months that several of the symptoms cleared up. And one of the biggest indicators, because it was so different for me, was when I started pooping every day. And I'm pretty sure I remember talking to you when that was becoming a regular thing. And we celebrated on the phone because... <laughs> yeah. was... I'll celebrate with anyone on that. This is the, the miracle when that happens. Yeah. But the things that really started clearing up for me, even on those lower doses in the beginning, were some of the some of the mental fogginess and the emotional inability to kind of manage my emotions. Um, even on those lower initial doses, some of that improved. It was like incremental improvements. And I was ecstatic at that point because it it was really instead of exhausted hope, it was actual hope that all of the things that I had been struggling against and all of these crappy feelings and symptoms that I had been dealing with were actually going to improve. So one of the things that you were instrumental for was as I was working with Dr. Reynas to increase my dose, you and I were kind of talking on, okay, it, within this dose, is it make does it help me more to take it in the morning or is it more helpful to split the dose and take some in the morning and some in the evening? Um, because that was something that I really didn't have any experience on and and as great as it is to feel better, feeling better, better, you know, feeling optimized comes with some of that tweaking of the dosage when you take it during the day. And and so you were really instrumental with that. And as we did that tweaking, things got even better for me. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's one thing a lot of doctors um, should know, but don't. But if you're on natural thyroid hormone specifically, um, or a T4, T3 combination, you know, multi-dosing twice a day is usually optimal there. And so I know that you currently take are you on four grains right now? Uh, three grains right now. So I'm on um, two in the morning and one in the afternoon. It's a split dose, like you said, and it's the bigger doses in the morning. So that has been working really well for me. And um, and I'm really happy with the dosage that I'm at. And you know, we can talk about some of the the symptoms that went away that I didn't even really know were symptoms yeah, too. Yeah. I want to hear, let, let's get into all of the symptoms that started to go away. And, and I really want to hear also too, cause you know, I remember calling you one time and, and, and we were talking and I'm like, Oh my God, you, you sound like a different person. Like I'm listening yeah. to a different <laughs> attitude about life outlook. You could just hear the energy in your voice. Everyone can hear it now. Like your, your brain is sharp and uh, because you're optimized, you're great. But um, let's, let's, yeah. Talk about that also too. You know, Family and friends, right? People around you probably concerned for you. You're a party pooper probably some of the time and had to affect some relationships. So I'd love you to tell, you know, talk about the before and afters of that stuff too. Yeah. Well, like I had mentioned a little bit before, this kind of isolating depression um, was really a struggle for me. And it was really a struggle for me at a time when um, I felt like I should not be struggling with this because I was in my mid twenties living in downtown Chicago. I had a great relationship. You know, I have wonderful friends and I just could not get my act together socially. So when I did start feeling better and really did start feeling sharper and like my brain was coming back and like my body was working with me, um, it was it was really apparent in my relationships and it was really apparent in my close relationships because people said things to me like, you just seem so much happier now. Like you seem like things are kind of settling down for you. You know, I don't think that many people knew what I was dealing with specifically, but they knew that something I was struggling with and that in their relationship with me, I was showing up as a different person now. I was showing up more engaged. I was showing up more able to interact and have those interactions, you know, go out and see my friends and do things with them without feeling so overwhelmed or fatigued that I had to bow out or kind of be the party pooper going home, the first one going home. Um, even, you know, even my family, my parents noticed a difference in me um, and said things to me like, you, this is the healthiest we've seen you. Um, which was, you know, after a very long 
kind of path to have that kind of feedback from them, which was um, just their observation in seeing me. So that was and really affirming. you your whole life. So to say right. that, yeah. it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was even, and then in my relationship with my, my husband, it was pretty apparent because one of the things that changed too was my sex drive. And that was not something that I really thought was an issue until it came back. And I was like, I, I am shocked at how different my body and my hormonal and my mental approach to like our sexual relationship was. So that was one of those symptoms that I didn't really know was an issue. And then when it changed, I was like, all right, this is, you know, nothing but a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's classic too. Um, you know, a decrease in sex drive, especially when you're not at an age of like a menopausal situation mm-hmm. where, you know, you're young and you should have a high sex drive. That's a classic symptom too, you know, because the thyroid is the master gland for everyone that doesn't know. And it affects every process of the body, including hormones, which is why if a doctor just tests, if you're having hormonal problems and gynecological problems and the doctor just tests the, doesn't test the thyroid and just tests, you know, your, your hormones, they might put you on you know, progesterone or all this kind of stuff when in fact that's not actually going to work in the end, right? Because mm-hmm. the actual problem is the thyroid. So I do warn everyone, if you've got some hormonal imbalances, get your thyroid checked properly first before you decide to, you know, introduce sex hormones into your body because it could just be a thyroid problem. So as things were improving, I mean, it took what, like probably, I mean, what would you say the amount of time was like, you're like, I feel like it's all gone. Like, you know, all these symptoms are pretty much gone? Um, for sure, six months. I would say that within that six months, six months time frame, things changed so rapidly that I was like, hooray, this is better. You know, hooray, this is better. Another really big thing that changed for me was my nails stopped cracking and I actually could grow nails that weren't dry and brittle and snapped off. And the same thing with my hair. Yeah. I know in the success story, there's pictures of my hair before thyroid and after. And it is, it looks like I have straw taped to my head. That's how damaged <laughs> my hair was. It was awful. And, um, and now like I get compliments on how shiny and healthy my hair looks and it grows long and it's not damaged at all from lack of nutrients. And, and that was a really big win for me too, because it's hard to hide really horribly damaged bad hair because you see it every day. It's a constant reminder. Yeah, so I'd say I had, that I had hair like straw, but I also had this weird thing where like one day I woke up and it's like, I kind of had partial bangs, like half my hair had ripped off. And then <laughs> yeah. the hair, when I touched it, it felt like rubber bandy and brittle. And I don't know, like rubber bandy, like bouncy and stretchy and weird. And it was just a nightmare. And a lot of thyroid patients, the the common symptom is just hair falling out. But it could just Mm -hmm. also be quality of hair. Um, Did you ever experience any acne or any kind of skin issues? Yep. That was um, when I mentioned before symptoms of my PMS. One thing I didn't mention was I got um, acne along my jawline on a monthly basis. And that was, from a vanity's standpoint, not my favorite, but also concerning because growing up, I never had a problem with my skin. And so when this really started showing up and being a continuous issue, I was pretty bummed about it. So that that was one of the symptoms that stuck around for a while, but it is completely gone now. And really, I'd say at the six-month mark, that was gone as well. And that was a really good indication to me that my hormones were just overall in better balance with each other because my thyroid was getting the support that it needed. And as we went through that process after six months, things just continued to get better. My weight did not fluctuate greatly during that six-month time frame. Um, it really has been a gradual change over the last two years. And in that two years, you know, I nine months of that, I was pregnant. I just had a baby. But even so, my body has responded really well to being supported on the 
proper and adequate thyroid hormone that it needed. Hey, listeners, it's Brad Kearns here to talk to you about a very important subject, about the location that you spend more time than anywhere else in your whole life. And I'm talking about your bed. Hopefully you're spending a third of your life there. I'm spending a little more than that. I'm trying to anyway. And it's important to get the best quality mattress for a good night's sleep or a good nap in some cases. So I'm here to introduce you to Casper.com, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price that you find at retail stores. Mattress industry has huge markups. These guys are cutting through that by shipping you directly to your home for free, no shipping charge, a mattress of your choice that you get to try for an incredible 100 days before you decide to actually buy it and keep it. You can return it, no hassle, no problem, and giving it a proper test rather than laying on a mattress for five minutes in a showroom and thinking that's going to work for a third of your lifetime spent there. Casper mattresses are a new hybrid that combines premium latex foam with memory foam for the most comfortable sleep you'll ever have. And the prices are extremely competitive. Think about a twin for $500, a king for $950. Again, free shipping. And thanks to listening to this podcast, you'll get a $50 discount toward the purchase of your comfortable new mattress. Just visit casper.com slash primal and use the discount code primal. You'll get that $50. It'll ship to your house for free. You can try it out, enjoy it, and then be on your way to sweet dreams with casper.com. Let's talk about before you got pregnant, changes in PMS. What was your PMS like then, you know, after you were on thyroid hormone for a while? Everything regulated, which was a first time for me. I had very sporadic cycles. And so I was for the first time really on a 28-day cycle that was predictable within a day or two and I could track it. That was one thing. The even, you know, even in terms of my flow, that changed, that became more regular. It was less like hit or miss. And then symptoms of the acne got better. And emotionally, that manic swing that I would have where I would just feel, man, those hormones would rage and I would feel like a completely different person before I was on thyroid. And I was really kind of concerned about like, is this just, is this normal? Like, is this... Do I have bipolar disorder? Seriously? Right. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Like, does every woman feel this way and like no one talks about it? What the hell is going on? So that got a lot better. And while I still have hormones that change during PMS, the the amount of change that happens is much more manageable. And the amount of emotional change that I experience is much less disruptive to my relationships. And that was without doing any type of sex hormone um, therapy that was completely due to the changes I made by supporting my thyroid and adrenal function. What about, um, I used to back in the day, and I, I suspect that maybe I, as a young young person had some thyroid issues too that maybe were unresolved or, you know, just kind of suboptimal. I had terrible PMS, but I also had horrible, horrible cramps for many, many years where mm-hmm. I would be, have to be, you know, in bed for a day with Advil or take Advil every day. And I had horribly painful cramps. Um, and then as time went by and, you know, eventually after thyroid hormone, I can't even remember the last time I had cramps to the point where I was like, okay, I need to stay home. Like, in fact, I haven't even taken an Advil for that there'll be a little bit of an uncomfortability as I'm sure all women experience a little, you know, first couple of days you're like, oh, okay, things aren't great. But still I would have like horrible cramping, which is no longer the case. Not only is my PMS great, but so did any of that change for you? Like, did you have any cramping during your menstrual cycles before thyroid? Yeah. And isn't that so funny? I remember you told me this, that 
you'd almost forget how miserable you were and like the things that were so miserable in your life. And that's one of the things that was the hardest to deal with during my menstrual cycle. And I completely forgot to mention it. So the cramps that I experienced in addition to the acne and the irregularity and the mood swings were um, for a day or two a month had me flat on my back and it was a struggle to get up and do anything because they were so painful. And that was exactly like you said, when I started optimizing my thyroid, I still get cramps. I haven't had my cycle come back after giving birth, but I, you know, I still, during that time when I had, I had cramps and they were like, oh, that's a little bit annoying, but it was, right. then I went on with my day. And it was, that was one of the symptoms that I didn't even expect to improve. And when it did, I was like, holy cow, that's different. Like that's, yeah. that's not even the same realm of cramps that I was experiencing before. And you're right. A lot of women in general, we think, oh, this is just who I am and how my cycle is. This is just yeah. something women live through. I have this problem until it goes away completely pretty much, except for like a little uncomfortability. But like you said, you go about your day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not in bed all day and can't move and have to take, you know, a ton of Advil to kill the pain. I think people just think that that's normal. And I think I just thought that was normal. And of course, growing up and going to gynecologists, they'd be like, oh, well, well, here's some naproxen sodium or here's some Motrin. And mm-hmm. that's just what you do. There wasn't any advice on how to potentially fix this. You know what I mean? No, I heard the story the most that the reason why I was overweight, the reason why I struggled with a lot of these symptoms was just because it was my body and it was just because I didn't have the willpower to eat the right way or exercise the right way. And so I pretty much just believed that I got a bad one, like that my body yeah. was suboptimal and it was, I was going to have to struggle against it for forever. And so there was some of these things that I never questioned because I just accepted that it was kind of broken. Or you just go, um, I guess I'm just big boned or some kind of right. shit like that. I've, I, I've said that to myself too, or I, I once thought like, well, this is just... The, the hand I was dealt. And it's yeah. really not everybody out there. It's not. It's totally changeable. Your body has changed so much when you see the before and after pictures and even leading up to your pregnancy. I mean, let's talk about how long after on thyroid hormone, about nine, a year or so, were you like, okay, uh, now I'm ready to get pregnant? You know, like what was that determination? Yeah. Let me think. It was about a year. It was about a year and we were really excited, but I was a little bit nervous because I had been doing um, so much work on my health. I wasn't sure that I was in a spot to have a healthy pregnancy. And Jim and I both, um, Jim, my husband and I both eat primal. So we follow Mark's laws of primal eating and living. And we're very happy with that. But even so, I was not quite sure that I was at a point that I would be able to have a healthy pregnancy without screwing up or backtracking in my own health. So we started thinking about pregnancy and it took us a couple months to kind of decide, yes, now's the time. And I was able to get pregnant pretty quickly. And that was a whole journey because throughout my pregnancy, um, and people would get mad at me for this, but I wore my jeans, my normal jeans to the hospital for when I was going to deliver our baby. And I gained all in about 20 pounds um, of my pregnancy. And it was pretty much in my boobs and my belly. Yeah. So and you have of, like a photo of you, a pregnant photo of you in the book. And you can just tell like everything's kind of just right there. It's nowhere yeah. else. It's like where it should be. And I remember you, you texted me one time and be like, oh my God, my body is 
this prime is just working exactly the way it should. I'm having like a great pregnancy. I'm not, I'm working out. I'm not, and you did, you let's talk about the workouts you sustained yeah. through your pregnancy. <laughs> because once you got through the adrenal fatigue and you fix the thyroid, the adrenals come back and then you can actually tolerate exercise again and feel energized after exercise where as before when you're hypo or you're anyone with adrenal fatigue or hypothyroidism really shouldn't work out. And we both made mm-hmm. that mistake and you know, cause mm-hmm. you don't know. And until you're diagnosed, you don't know, you keep working out to try to Take keeps two steps ahead of this weight you keep gaining, right? It's it's just like a mm-hmm. disaster, and um, yet you don't have the energy, or you feel exhausted after working out, and then that changed. You started to feel energized after your workouts, and then you sustained probably. I, I'm assuming, like within your the grand scheme of your life, probably your your best, most energized workout life is probably through was probably through your pregnancy. That's true, actually. So I started working out again, um, I'd say after about six months. I had been walking a lot, um, but you and I talked about the importance of not overtaxing your body when it's trying to recover from adrenal fatigue and not trying to jump back into things too quickly. So the types of workouts that I got back into were moving slowly and lifting heavy. And so I had been working out that way, but throughout my pregnancy, I... I lifted, I was squatting with a barbell nine months pregnant and I was doing yoga up until the very week that I delivered. So my body was feeling really, really good. And because it was optimized and taken care of, it was able to handle a pregnancy very healthfully. And I, I really believe that had I not ever worked on my thyroid, I, I really doubt my ability to have gotten pregnant at all because my body was just such a mess. And in hindsight, I can see how much of a mess it was. In the moment, I knew I was having problems, but I, it's almost like you, you're in the trees, you can't see. And mm-hmm. now I see just how much has changed. And having this primal pregnancy, you know, we, Jim and I kind of laugh that we have like a primal baby because... Yeah. Um, I love it. It's like, you know, we both, we both believe in this way of life. We've both found our health this way and we want to raise our kids this way. And hopefully, you know, in raising them, eating the way that we both eat and moving in a way that supports your body, you know, no chronic cardio, no standard American diet. Our kids will never have a thyroid issue that they have to go through. That is my, that is my biggest hope for them in terms of what their health could be. Well, and even if they do, they've got an expert as the mom now, so True. that'll be that'll be that'll be diagnosed and handled immediately if that ever were to happen. Anyway, um, you probably, I mean, what do you think now? I mean, obviously, you just had a baby. There's changes going on, um, but considering where you were with weight and where you are now, are we talking that that's sort of the lowest you have been in in, in all of the years in general? Um, I mean, or when you, when you were like seriously bulimic back then, maybe you were less, but I'm talking about after eating disorder stuff. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, like, let's not compare weight to during that period. Cause that's, it's bad, but, um, for sure in any of the journey that I've had for exercise, weight loss, trying to find my healthy body, this is the smallest my body has been and the best looking it has been. Um, I'm down since you and I first met three pant sizes and oh my god that's so great I'm so happy the, for you. yeah me too me too jean shopping was kind of a fun thing when I went because jeans are horrible when you're fat they're horrible yes you never want to wear them I, I I didn't ever wear them until I was ever fit because it feels awful Jeans and bra shopping were horrible because it's just like never really fit on my body. But yeah, jean shopping, I picked up two pairs of pants, tried them on. I was like, these look awesome. My butt looks good. And I bought them. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that was my jean shopping experience. But 
the, yeah, and the body that I have now post-pregnancy, you know, I'm breastfeeding our son and so my body is still changing and there's a lot of hormones still happening two months postpartum, but, but I feel the healthiest that I've ever felt and my body is responding in a way that lets me know that it's liking what's going on. And after, you know, going through that pregnancy, something that you kind of let me know about because it was the first time I had ever been pregnant and I was still learning about the thyroid management was the importance of increasing your thyroid and working with, I worked with my doctor to do that, increase my thyroid dose when I got pregnant because of the importance of providing thyroid hormone to the fetus, which can't make it itself yet. And that was really important because we monitored my thyroid throughout my pregnancy. We adjusted my doses my doctor and I adjusted our do- my dose as we needed to. And then um, after, you know, we lowered it back down a little bit. But that's something that I think is really important for people who are trying to get pregnant or are pregnant, dealing with their thyroid to know the importance of adjusting it throughout that period of your life. That's a good point. Yeah. Some, oftentimes when women do get pregnant, they, they end up needing a little bit more. And then maybe after they have the baby, they need a little bit less, which is why mm-hmm. it's just more important for really extra regular monitoring during pregnancy and, you know, for yep. like probably six months after. But in general, I mean, once uh, for the people out there, like once you're optimized on thyroid hormone, if you have to take it, sometimes you don't have to, you could live a paleo existence, optimize adrenals and certain nutrient deficiencies, and that could fix it. But when that doesn't, and you have to go on thyroid hormone, there are sometimes seasonal adjustments. Sometimes you need a little bit more in winter and a little bit less in summer, but in general, you only need to get tested once or twice a year, Um, Mm -hmm. except for like you said, like when you're pregnant, you know, then it's, it's more important to just kind of keep on it regularly. So yeah, so we have um, in this, in the book, we've got not only your detail story, but we actually show your blood results. We show what they look like before when you were a mess and we show what like, what they are afterwards and we have the before and after photos and it is just so amazing and I'm so happy for you because I know how it feels and it's Mm -hmm. a nightmare and I mean to be 26 you know and I, I was like 30 31 when it happened to me there is this sense of like can I be getting this old that fast now yeah like is this like you know and it is so concerning and it's just like real private scary concern like at one point especially after being undiagnosed or like you lose hope people tell you oh your thyroid's fine just eat less i literally at one point after seeing a bunch of doctors no one helping me i thought to myself if i have to like fly to india and live on an ashram like i don't care what it takes you know what i mean like i was like this is so bad that i don't care like i'm willing to try anything but i will not stop until i find an answer and that's what i want to impart on everybody it doesn't matter if you have a thyroid problem or not, right? If you're feeling like shit, <laughs> you know, you do not stop until you get that answer. You know, don't let doctors defeat you. You'll find one that knows what they're doing. And I think that that's really important too. Yeah. And I, just to point out to my thyroid, when they first tested it was in range. It was at the low end of the range, but it was in range. And what you taught me and what I have learned throughout this process is just because something is in range does not mean that it's optimized for you or healthy for you. And so knowing that about myself and knowing now how much better I feel. I mean, my thyroid numbers are still in range. They're just towards the upper quartile versus the lower quartile. And knowing that, like you said, you are in charge of your own health. You can be your own advocate and you have to be your own advocate because it's your body that you have to live in. It's your life that you have to live. And when you feel like absolute crap, it's a lot harder to do that. So, you know, to just reiterate how much help you were in like this past two years, would have been a completely different story if I had never gotten my thyroid in a healthy position. And 
you know, even, even to the point of like, I may not have been able to have a baby at this point. So to some degree, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Even. <laughs> no, of course. I mean, look, you know, it's, 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 it's also paying it forward, right? You know, when you, you'll, you'll, you're going to, you're bound to meet other women, you know, eight out of 10 women will have a thyroid problem in their lifetime. Unfortunately, it's disproportionately a women's disease. And, um, and oftentimes people actually get hypothyroid after having a couple of kids, you know, so mm-hmm. it's something to really watch too for people who've had children and aren't feeling energized, but they're feeling like, oh, well, I have a couple kids, I'm running around, maybe that's why I'm exhausted. No, well, worth looking into the thyroid because sometimes those things can change. Let's talk about the cognitive stuff. Obviously, everyone can tell by hearing you, you're sharp, you're on it, you clearly don't have any more brain fog. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about work you you couldn't remember things you'd have to write down like a number like you you felt so stupid and that is one of the biggest symptoms is if you start to feel like you're getting dumb so can you talk a little bit about like the brain because i mean obviously you're on the yes. other side of it now but you know yes so as i mentioned i was an accountant at the time so my whole world was spreadsheets and numbers and part of the reason I was in constant hives was because i was having such a hard time not only remembering numbers but keeping any type of information straight. So someone would tell me when we were having a meeting and if I didn't immediately write it down, it was gone out of my head. And then I would have this panic, right? Like, what am I missing? Why am I so dumb? Why can't I remember this? And like, I wasn't this dumb before. Like I had this thought one day, like I, I know that like, like I, I used to be smart at some point. <laughs> yeah. Like I went to college and I did fairly well in college and in my finance classes, I didn't have this problem. So what has happened to me? And part of me felt like, is this just getting like you had said, like, am I getting this old, but this young? Like, how is this even happening to me? So I remember sitting there saying to you, like, I just feel so dumb all the time. And then that made me even more anxious and stressed. And since I was having such a hard time managing stress and anxiousness, it was just this like cycle. But when that started coming back, it was like one of those things that I like high-fived myself on because I was like, this is, (laughs) this is like, this is how I used to feel. Like you tell me something now, like I'm going to remember it. You tell me a phone number, I can remember it. And the fact that that was gone for a period of my life, looking back on it, is really sad to me because there's no reason that that had to have happened. Agreed. <laughs> like, because every no doctor one... out there should know how to treat this properly and they don't. And you should yeah. not have even had to suffer for that long. Yeah. It was it was one of those things where like you look back and I'm like really sad that I went through that, but so, so, so happy that it's different now. And the cognitive stuff, it's almost like looking back at how sick I was really. It's like, seems like a different person because I don't feel like that at all anymore. I don't feel stupid. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel unable to handle my emotions. I don't feel like I have brain fog or that I'm confused or that I'm, you know, unhealthy and can't lose weight and have no willpower. Like I don't feel like any of that stuff is true about me anymore. And so it almost is like, it's not really me. It's just like the story, but I know that that was me. And the fact that I can make such a huge transformation in such a short amount of time is like really amazing. And I'd like to impart to like anybody who is struggling with this, that it's possible and that it happens and you have to be patient and your own advocate and it will happen. It will come. Yeah. And it actually, and I I do tell people, I said, look, you know, six months to a year, yeah. If you if you follow protocol and you're doing everything right and you got the right doctor, like you said, within six months they're gonna major changes, and then within a year you're pretty much good to go usually. And that is not a long time in the grand scheme of someone's life at all to get better. So hopefully that will give hope to people out there. This isn't something that takes years and years to overcome. Right. You know. Um, granted, you already had the, the the primal life style and knowledge already in your you know sphere. So you kind of knew what to do there already. But yeah, I mean, it's really, it's such a, it's such an amazing 180 
that you did. Um, let's talk a little bit about that not being able to get in the morning, the adrenal fatigue. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things with the cognitive abilities, other than just like the brain fog, and, and by the way, that happens to people because the brain has more T3 receptors than any other system in the body. And so the brain fog and depression, it, sometimes people think the depression comes from all this weight gain. So they think the hypothyroid person is depressed because they got fat. And actually, that's, it's, it's really not the guy. It's part of it. Getting fat without control is very depressing. But the other part is, is really, it's truly a chemical thing in the brain that happens. Mm-hmm. So I want everyone to understand that that's, it's, it's, a, it's a direct relation. It's not just like someone's sad because they got fat. And so if you know someone who's hypothyroid <laughs> and dealing with this, it's more than just that's why they're depressed. But that level of depression or being overwhelmed, let's talk about like multitasking for a second, because I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm sure you have. But when you have adrenal fatigue and you're hypothyroid or either one of those, I felt oh, it felt overwhelming to do a bunch of things in a day. You know, does that make sense? Like, I like you know, like laundry, like even just like dealing with laundry felt like, oh, like just everything was like, oh, whereas now I can multitask like a million things at once. You know what I mean? And it's not stressful. I don't feel overwhelmed. It's just a nat- my synapses are firing. Can you relate to that at all too? Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, those experiences? Yeah, it's funny because I'm thinking back to that time and I don't think multitasking was even a word in my <laughs> vocabulary because there was no way that was going to happen. And it got to the point where when I would be leaving work in the afternoon, I would be like, okay, you can do it. It's just like a 10 minute train ride and then a half an hour walk and then you'll be home. And like, then, then you'll be home. And I had to like amp myself up to get home in the evening because I was so fatigued and just so spent from being all day at work, working with like numbers and stuff that I couldn't keep straight. So I felt stupid and tired and then getting home, thinking about doing anything else. It was like, I didn't, I didn't even think that I could do that. I don't think multitasking was even in my vocabulary at that time in my life. And, you know, now I'm, now I'm trying to do everything, including run after a baby. So, um, it's, it's not a problem at all anymore, but that's again, one of those kind of symptoms. When you look back on it, you can see how much of an impact it had. But at the time, I don't even know that I would have recognized that as an, as a symptom at more. So it's just like, that's how I am. Right. When you were at work and you were having these stressful issues, right. With like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I, I'm not able to do my job. Like I was like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm getting dumb here. Did you have ever like a fear of like, Oh my God, I, I could lose my job. Like, is that ever I, a thought like a fear? I changed jobs. I changed companies because I felt like I, one, I was like, this is the most stressful job in the world. And I can't do this because I'm so stupid. And two, like, this is, I can't keep doing this because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be successful here because I'm so stupid. Like I was actually afraid of losing my job, which was part of what led me to leaving my job and getting something that was less stressful, but still dealt with numbers. And so still was a real big struggle for me. And it was, it was like one of those things where I never would have feared losing my job right? because I knew that I wasn't stupid. But then I, as all this stuff kind of culminated and came together, it, it was enough of a fear that I actually left the job that I had. So if you could even put that into perspective, it's like, that's a, that's like a level of mental fog that is just sad. It and just, it's low self-worth because you're like, yes. I'm going to give up because this is what's happening to me. And it's just the way it is. And, you know, I bring it up just because if there are people out there who are in a similar situation, 
especially if you know you have hypothyroidism, you're dealing with it, it might be worth, you know, talking to your employer if you can. Let them know what's going on. Maybe requesting a little bit more time or a little bit less work and say, hey, look, I just need, you know, six months. I just started this thing. You know, give them some literature on it. You know, explain it to them. I have a part in my book where I, I have a letter to, like, employees and friends of people with hypothyroidism to say, hey, here's the thing. You know, your, your employee is not dumb and stupid. They're going through this thing and they need a little bit of help. But a lot of people have gotten fired from their jobs and things like that. And it is, it's sad because it is based on performance, but literally the person cannot perform up to par with where they were. And, and as you know, you experienced, you were even fearful of that coming down the pike. So you got out. And it's so unnecessary too. like, I think that's, what's like the most sad about it is, is yes, all of these symptoms have improved, but to have them for as long as I did was just unnecessary. And to feel as good as I feel now is is just like a, a really amazing gift that I feel like I've been given. And it's kind of a, a second chance at my 20s, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the- <laughs> you're young again. You're finally yeah. your age. Isn't that right. so nice to be young yeah. and youthful? <laughs> and well, and the funny thing is, is that later on in life, I feel younger now than I did at 22, 27. Hell yeah. You know, I feel even better than I did. Um, and that's such, such a weird thing. And I know you even feel younger than you did then, too. So what? So now, I mean, healthy, happy baby. Mm-hmm. Motherhood's going great. Um, I'm assuming you're still, you're still, what, what's, what's next down the pike for you? I mean, how, uh, any, anything planned in the future for, I mean, obviously you probably want to have some more children. Um, but what, what are your goals right now? I mean, your thyroid seems to be good. What's, what's, uh, down the pike for you? Yeah. So more kids are definitely in the future. We're going to just do the one for now though, since he's pretty new. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually in the weird way that the world works, um, all of the stress and fear about my job led me to actually reconsider what I wanted to do with my life. So I have completely changed careers and focused and I'm in the process of being my own self-starter entrepreneur. Um, Excellent. Which you, yeah. would, which who would have had the energy and the mental brain power? And that's just, I'm so glad you said that because that just shows the contrast between what we were yeah. just talking about to like being able to be an entrepreneur, which takes a high level of self-esteem, multitasking energy. Yep. So, um, you know, part of my struggle with eating disorder was really, also kind of one of those things where it's just I struggled way longer and way harder than I had to. And I know that now. So um, I've been certified in a couple of different coaching certificates, one as an eating psychology coach and one as a life coach. And so I've, I've started a business helping women overcome their own emotional eating. And it's been really rewarding and really fantastic. And I don't think that I really would have gotten here had I not gone through all the thyroid struggle stuff because that was re- really made me question my job and then really consider... Um, if it was something that I wanted to keep as a career. And I decided, no, I decided I wanted to do something that I found a lot of value in and kind of give back the knowledge that I have to women so that they don't have to struggle as much as I did, kind of like what you're doing with the thyroid. So maybe a book's in my future, but it's not on the, not on the pike right now, so to speak. Well, we're, and, and, and before we leave, we will tell the audience how to get in touch with you in case they do want to coach with you. Um, but it's interesting on that note, I want to just throw out to everyone out there dealing with any kind of health issue, hypothyroidism or not, or or anything else, which is sometimes they're gifts, you know, Mm -hmm. and they are gifts. It's like whipped cream on horseshit. It's a gift wrapped (laughs) in crap. It's not fun. But, you know, down the road, I, I would never take back my experience, even all the suffering for what it's brought me. And I don't mean in terms of even publishing a book. I mean, in terms of just the gratitude I have for feeling normal people who've never felt crap in their life, you know, it's a different, it it might be different. They might take it for granted. There's been so many days where I'll have moments, even now, years later, where I'll just like 
cry out of gratitude, remembering my old self suffering. And I'm just mm -hmm. like in this state of gratitude for my health that I don't know that I would be in had I never had the problem, you know, and then it leads to other life directions that can be so positive or, or reevaluating friends, family, anything, you know, if there's people that weren't supporting you during that time, there might be some cleanup in your life. So I think all of these things are, you know, we have to look for the positives and then sometimes they're not real clear until six to eight months, a year later, you know, at, right? I would hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better. I one hundred percent agree. I think that there's always blessings, even if they're in disguise. And it also there is a reason to struggle. I just think we're both saying don't struggle as long as we did. And there's there's hope on the other side. So how um, can we get in touch with you if people want to work with you and coach with you and have some issues and and need to be encouraged? You know, how can people reach out to you? Yeah, my website is just my name, so www.sherilynsmith.com, and I can send that over to you because it we'll is We'll put that a in little... the bio. Yep, we can put that in the bio. And yeah, that all my information is there, and can that would be Can you go ahead and just spell fantastic. it for right now? www.sherilynsmith.com. Yeah. Great. And um, so I totally look forward to everyone reading your success story and paleothyroid solution that comes out at the beginning of September, but it is available for pre-order on Amazon. And um, we'll definitely have you back and we'll talk more even about maybe some of the coaching and some of the people you've spoken with on the eating disorder side of things. Cause I'd, I'd love to chat about some of those success stories and your clients and just, you know, things that you've learned. Um, maybe we can have another discussion even about that. That sounds awesome. I would definitely look forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, I'm so happy for you. You really are the perfect example of someone who went from zero to just success in a very short period of time. And it's, um, it's, it's all possible for everyone out there. So thank you so much. Thank you, Elle. You, your book is going to be changing the world for a lot of women. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll, we'll have you back and talk soon. Sounds great. Got a passion for Primal? Join Mark Sisson on a mission to save the world. Become a Primal Blueprint certified expert today. With our dollar down payment program, it's easier than ever. Just pay $1 to start and $89 a month for the next 12 months. The Primal Blueprint expert certification is the most comprehensive online Primal Paleo certification program of its kind. Explore the fascinating world of ancestral health from the comfort of your own home with this premier multimedia experience. Perfect for health and fitness professionals, as well as individuals looking to up-level their primal practice. Visit primalblueprint.com slash get hyphen certified to put a dollar down today.